Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. We're broadcasting live from the plaza in front of Vivint Smart Home Arena. We're here for Salt Lake City Summer League going on today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Uh, we do need to make a quick uh, announcement real quick here before we talk to uh, our good friend Jonathan Reinhardt. But uh, the Bees game has been postponed. Uh, there was a, a death in the Angels organization. Tyler Skaggs passed away, and uh, they're postponing the Angels game. They're going to postpone the Bees game as well. So. Yeah, he had played for the Bees. Yeah. yeah so that's, that is a tragic story. So just a heads up, if you have Bees tickets tonight, they are uh, postponing the game. But this homestand, bunch of fireworks and stuff, great time to get out to the ballpark. Joining us now, he's the president of the Salt Lake City Stars. He also puts on the Salt Lake City Summer League. He's our good friend, Jonathan Reinhardt. Hey, congratulations on, a, on another uh, year coming, another great event. People have been lined up uh, out here all afternoon. Jonathan, the three-on-three going on. This is great. Yeah, we're, uh, we're excited. We've had a, a great three-on-three tournament today, had more than 250 teams out there. It was a, a really nice event, and now we get the games inside. They just tipped off the first game of Cleveland and San Antonio, and then, of course, the Jazz game coming up at 7 o'clock. So. Now, I know, John, you can't comment on certain things going on with the Jazz right now, but there is an excitement around this team that's palpable. I mean, and it makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. I I mean, you know, you guys have been around a long time. I have uh, been here. This is my 15th year. And and there's definitely a buzz. You know, we have the most passionate fans around. But there's a different feel, it seems, right now and a a different buzz. And and that carries forward. Hopefully it carries forward through the summer league as well. But you're right. It's palpable. Just the, the feeling around town, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. And then just everything else that's going on, it it. You feel that excitement, and that the thing, energy. The thing about it is, though, Jonathan, is that the, some of these guys on this roster for the summer league could play a role for the Jazz on the front line team, and so people are excited to see just what it is that's going on. Yeah, and, well, and from that standpoint, you know, from my standpoint, we have five Salt Lake City Stars players that are on the Jazz roster, uh, plus Tony Bradley, who's a Jazz player that's played a lot for us. So seeing that connectivity and those guys migrating, you know, following in the footsteps potentially of a George Niang or Royce O'Neal who played Summer League and played for the Stars before, you know, being contributors to the Jazz. So just seeing that, you know, hopefully a Willie Reed or uh, or some of the draft picks, but, you know, seeing Willie Reed, who was the number one pick for us last year and spent a lot of time and, you know, you feel was probably on the cusp of an NBA call-up when he got hurt last year. Seeing guys like that now get their chance uh, in Summer League's really what it's all about. So. Gordon and I brought this up earlier, Jonathan, about the, the relationship between the Jazz and the Stars and how the vision is working. And you mentioned a couple of guys there uh, in Royce O'Neal and, and George Niang, and, and sure, throw Tony Bradley in there as well. These guys are going to play major roles for the Jazz and are huge development success stories where the Stars played a, played a big role. That, that relationship is, is working. Yeah, I mean, you can see it all around the league. Look at the, the NBA Finals. There were actually 16 guys with NBA G League experience in the Finals and only 14 first-round picks. So wow. there were more guys with G League experience than first-round picks between the two teams. You know, you look at a, a Pascal Siakam or a Fred Van Fleet, uh, in addition to, you know, McKinney and Quinn Cook, and those guys all came out of their G League uh, organizations as well. So, yeah, with us being here in town and just the connectivity, the 
from our coaching staffs are in draft workouts. They're working in training camp. They're they're an extension of the Jazz and and the also you know the addition to the two way players I think's made a big difference because yeah. because they they the Jazz players see these guys as their teammates. They come to a lot of games and and you just feel that that connectivity there. So. You know I think fans really like that Jonathan because instead of just being having a certain skill set and having some enormous skill set and just being blessed to have those things and step right into the NBA, people want to see this kind of development. They want to think that you can work hard and accomplish a goal like that. And like you said, it's happening right in front of everybody. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys were around. Think back to Rudy Gobert's rookie year. Yeah. You know, he looked, uh, you know, I kind of jokingly call him like a baby giraffe. Like he was a little bit lost out there at times, but it was hard for him to get minutes on the court and really get that development and be able to play through the mistakes. Got time. We didn't have our own team at that point. You know, was sent to Bakersfield and – he and uh, Ian Clark both went down to Bakersfield and spent quite a bit of time there, was able to work through that and really build up confidence that, you know, certainly he may have become the same player he is, but hopefully it accelerated that growth. So really, you know, it's finding the diamonds in the rough that can be contributors, but then on the other side of it, it's it's the younger players. It's a chance for them to play through mistakes, to get experience on the court, and, and to hopefully accelerate that growth process. You know, as the G League grows, you know, there's some things that uh, that – that they're doing uh, to, uh, I guess, uh, magnify what we're talking about here. And one of those things is is to pay enough maybe to keep players here and not necessarily overseas. You mentioned the two-way player, and I think that that's been an enormous success. But now, aren't they, they explain, they're, they're changing some rules where teams are going to be able to, to identify players and pay them a little bit more to keep... Explain that rule change to me. Yeah, so all players actually play through uh, league contracts. So they're all central on central contracts okay. through the league. But uh, And as you mentioned, except for two-way players and assignment players. So, you know, a Tony Bradley is on a Jazz contract, and they send him down right. or send him over to get experience. Uh, two-way players are on a Jazz contract, but it's a hybrid contract, so their pay uh, is based on which team they're with on any given day. But they've, uh, as you mentioned, they've introduced a select player that the, the league will uh, allow into. Uh, they'll, they're looking at high-level prospects for the NBA that would then enter the G League, spend a year in the G League instead of going to college where maybe right. you know, they'd, they, they'd be a one-and-done or maybe they, they're looking, you know, depending on their family situation or it's a chance for them to develop or you know, academics, etc. It's a chance for them to spend a, a year in the G League, get that high-level experience, and then enter the NBA draft potentially after that. So uh, the, the league is currently going through that process. Those guys would be paid at a higher rate mm-hmm. and are you know targeted as a potential lottery pick, first-round pick type. So Let me go back to Bradley, Jonathan, because you've watched him about as much as anyone has. Can you inform our listeners his progress? What are you seeing with him, and what do you project forward for him? I know you're a noted basketball scout. <laughs> The crazy thing is, you know, obviously on the Jazz Summer League team, he is the youngest player on the roster. He's entering his third NBA season, but is the youngest player on the Jazz Summer League roster. Wow, really? Still only 21 years old. Huh. That's amazing. Uh, what do you think? I, I think, you know, I, I, I don't want to stay out, step out of my lane here a little bit, but, you know, he's a really good kid. He's working hard by all accounts. You know, I've seen some quotes from him on uh, both from Lamar Skeeter, the Summer League coach, and uh, his own just on how hard he's been working uh, on his body in the weight room with Isaiah Wright and Jasper Bibbs and the, the strength uh, staff over there. And 
uh, you know, he's still very young, and he's working through it. I, I think we'll see tonight uh, how that progress is, is moving. So, When you see a player like George Niang, you know, turn into uh, an NBA rotational player after uh, spending time in the G League, you get to see how hard all of these guys work and pour all their being into making it. When you see somebody like that, make it and and really succeed it's got to do your heart well i'm assuming absolutely i mean you really root for you know those guys that are that are grinding and you know scratching and clawing to get that chance and once they get it you know are making the most of it uh you know that the g league that's what it's all about you know these guys are all on the cusp of the nba or you know some guys will end up in europe etc but they're all just right there just that close to their dream and of course, to see them get that opportunity is, is really heartwarming and fulfilling. And a guy like George Niang is is just a first-class guy yeah. and, and a great guy to be around. So you really root for those guys. Very articulate guy, yes. too. So when fans come in tonight and they get, they get to watch these games, what are you hoping they experience here, John? Really, it, it's a taste of NBA basketball in the summer. It's been a while, obviously, since, since we've had games here. It's a little more laid-back atmosphere. You know, it's a really fun, casual atmosphere. You get two games for the price of one, and not even the price of one. It's $9 to get in. So, awesome. uh, you know, with that first 4000 entering tonight, I'll get a free SLC Summer League T-shirt, uh, courtesy of University of Utah Health. And uh, really, we just want them to have a fun atmosphere. It's, it's a chance to come out. You know, the team store's out here. We've got... Uh, photo booths and face painters and balloon artists inside. There's a band playing on the concourse in here. Just a really, uh, you know, casual atmosphere, but a way to get that taste of the NBA that everybody's kind of missing right now. And hopefully, you know, ride the the, the interest and the uh, excitement that everybody has, you know, from these last couple of days. So. How hard was it to relaunch the Summer League in in this market? Because there's obviously a demand for it. I mean, we're looking at the response right now and all the people coming down. And and Vegas just turned into this whole big orbit of Summer League. Was it difficult to, I guess, relaunch it and convince teams to come and and do this on top of Vegas? You know, it's something we looked at for a number of years. Um, Obviously, the Rocky Mountain Review was here for a long time. And as Vegas grew, it got to the point where it wasn't really sustainable here at that point. Uh, but we never li- really, you know, we always had strong fan interest. And, uh, and it was just a matter of being able to relaunch it in the right situation. And, and we've kept it at four teams since we've done it. You know, we've really wanted to be very team friendly and, uh, you know, kind of boutique in some ways. But really, you know, having the Jazz... Uh, having an opportunity to get those touches with jazz fans, whether it's through the broadcast, in arena, out in the community, the three-on-three event we had today, those are things that we really felt like were missing in yeah. those years where we were gone, where we were in Orlando or even in Vegas. Uh, so to be able to bring that back, to get those touches, to have events where jazz fans can congregate and come root for the teams. You know, you guys remember last year we had 13,000, 14,000 people in there. It was a really tight game. bunch of guys that weren't going to end up necessarily on the jazz team or the uh, fans may not be familiar with but they're wearing that jazz logo and the fans were really into it so hopefully we get that same feel these next three nights Jonathan, jake and i both during our last break went inside and walked around the concourse a little bit and people are pretty i mean people are excited about about the opportunity to be close to what's going on here right now for all the reasons we've hinted at already um 
I don't know. I just noticed that, Jake. Didn't you get that yeah. same feeling? Oh, absolutely. It's kind of like this. It's, it's like the anticipation you were talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's kind of palpable. And I think, you know, from what I hear, we'll have a few of our NBA uh, jazz roster guys here tonight watching. And obviously, you know, having Cleveland, Memphis, and San Antonio here as well. But, uh, yeah, it's an opportunity for it's summer. It's grab the kids. Nine dollars for a single nine bucks, ticket, man. and you can come down. You can get a taste of NBA basketball. You can see potentially the next X player. You know, right. fill it in. You know, Donovan played in this. Uh, Trey Young was here last year. Ben Simmons has played. You know, Jason Tatum. So you're seeing that level of player here just before they're uh, you know making that real name for themselves. You know, on that note, I wish John Morant could have just held off on that surgery just a little longer. That would have been great. Well, no comments. No. <laughs> John, John, John only has power so far that reaches a certain level. You'll get there. John, one, one thing I wanted to ask you about, as the mentor of the Salt Lake City Stars, uh, what, what message are, would you like to get out to Jazz fans about that team and about the basketball experience that's offered there? Yeah, I mean, at its core, we're about basketball development and finding ways and guys and development aspects to help the Jazz win a championship. That's really the Stars' mission on the basketball side. But at the same time we're doing that, we're trying to have a fun, affordable, very accessible opportunity for fans to come out, for families to come out. We have bounce houses and face painters and balloon artists at all our games. All are part of your ticket. Uh, it's a real intimate setting. Our players sign autographs after the games. Our tickets are very affordable. Uh, so, you know, we're trying to mesh both sides of that. And it's really, it's a great night out. And it's a chance to see a Rudy Gobert before he becomes Rudy Gobert. To see, uh, you know, a George Niang before he becomes George Niang. And and to have just a fun night out with your family, really. And the players are accessible, really. Very. I mean, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we sign autographs after every game. It's an intimate uh, setting. And like I said, you have the bounce houses and the face painters and all that as well. So it really is a fun night out for uh, for families. So I, I'd encourage everybody to come out and give it a try and, and you know, try it for yourself. So. Well, and we've all, we've all seen how the Jazz utilize the stars as well. There's a good chance on any given night you're going to see players that are that are going to get time with the big club and they're going to end up there and that are going to develop. And Tony Bradley being an excellent example of that. And if, if you've got young people in your life that are big basketball fans and you're like us, Jonathan, we've got younger kids and it's not easy to bring the whole crew to a Jazz game sometimes. And it's it's awesome that you can go to the stars and, and get your basketball fix and entertain the kids for a night. And a lot of jazz players come for that very reason yeah. too you know you know I, I mentioned the advent of the, the two-way player but they see these guys they're training with these guys they're in camp with them they're working with them and these guys they they know they're grinding and they really want to support them so you know any given night when the jazz are in town we'll have five or six of the jazz players come out to our games too to watch so did uh, did Donovan crash the three on three tournament again this year? Not this year. Not this year. That was something else last year when because we were broadcasting from yeah, over there at the time. I remember that. And remember, uh, Gordon. I don't know if you, you remember this, where the the whole like basketballs just dropped mid play, <laughs> and everybody just started like the whole crowd just migrated in one direction. And we had seen Donovan on Twitter, and it was like, well, I guess Donovan's here. Yeah, that happened. To- totally organic. It was not a hey, he's going to be appearing yeah. here. Or there, you know, we we saw on Twitter the same time everybody else did that he said, hey, this is going on. I'm headed over. And he ended up bringing uh, Epe and Royce O'Neal with him. And, uh, you know, those types of things are – I can't say enough about Donovan and the not only the charisma but just how genuine 
it is. Like he really has embraced Utah and being here and and being a part of the community and it's all natural. It's it just is who he is. And I know you can't talk about these guys yet, uh, John, but the guys who purportedly are coming into the Jazz seem like they're all that same kind of DNA. You know, guys who. It just seems like the whole team is a little different than my experience covering some other NBA teams, and I'll, I guess I'll leave it at that. Yeah, you know, I, I can't obviously get into any discussions, but you know, in general, I, I feel like we've always really had strong character guys. I think Dennis and Justin really prioritize that, and uh, you know, it's not just talk. And uh, and, and, and you know, I, I'd take it to the other side too. Obviously, the Miller family on down, as you guys know, you know, it's. It's really, you know, it's very community, very family friendly, and they're very involved. Like it's, it, we we have a very supportive, and uh, very stable group. You know, yeah. you you see lots of changes around the league, and and for our guys from the support and management on down, it, it really you can see it on the employee side too. Just you, you feel that love and support and and the character that that kind of pervades. Yeah, that's why it works. Because it's uh, it's throughout, yep. I think, and it's genuine. Yep, easy to support. All right, so going on right now, we've got the Spurs and the Cavs tonight. The Jazz will uh, tip things off against the Memphis Grizzlies at seven o'clock uh, tomorrow. We've got the Grizzlies and the Spurs at five. Uh, the Jazz will take on the Cavs at seven, and then uh, on Wednesday, you've got the Cavs and the Grizzlies at five o'clock, and the Spurs and the Jazz at seven. And uh, if you can't make it down, we've got uh, all the action right here on the Zone Sports Network. Yeah, it's on the Zone. It's on KJ. 14 for the Jazz games, uh, and uh, first 4,000 each night get free T-shirts. So, did I hear that ESPN two picked up a tonight's a night? game? The Jazz game is also on ESPN two. That's correct. the The other five games of the summer league are all on NBA TV. Also, so. yeah, how yeah. cool is that that ESPN two picked up one of these games? That that is awesome. They might be excited about what's going on with the Jazz. I, I think the NBA is just t- dominating the entire calendar year, to be honest. I mean, they think they're finding ways to, to stay in the headlines and stay relevant. It's, it's a year-round deal yeah. now, you know, between draft, free agency, summer league, and then you get almost to where you're ready to report to camp. So it's it really has become, you know, you don't have that long offseason. It's a year-round deal. So, Jonathan, when you replace Adam Silver as commissioner, remember the little people, all right? <laughs> Yeah, I got a long way to go before that. <laughs> you going? Uh, you going to go to Vegas after this? I'm going to go out for a couple of days. Yeah, just to, you know, obviously having run the summer league and then also the G League side, just a, a few meetings and connections and, and check in on a few things. So I'll be out there for a couple of days. Speaking but. of the, of Memphis, I mean, you've got some ties to that part of the country. It is my hometown, yeah. born and raised. Germantown, Tennessee. There you go. Mm, barbecue sounds good right now. <laughs> that sounds pretty delicious. A little Germantown commissary. Uh, well, congratulations again on, on this event and all your success with the, the stars. You guys are doing some really neat things and, and building, and, and uh, it's just really great. Thanks. We really appreciate your support. Thanks for being out here, and I uh, encourage everyone to come out and come out or tune in, either one. So. Listen to the man. Okay. There you go. The great Thanks, Jonathan Reinhardt. Thank you, Jonathan, uh, president of the Salt Lake City Stars and, of course, uh, putting on the summer league here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Come on down and see it. And, of course, you can catch the jazz game right here on the Zone Radio Network. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Join DJ and PK coming up uh, tomorrow 
From 7 to 10, as Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic will be live in studio to discuss an FDA-approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, surgery, or needles. We are broadcasting live today from the Salt Lake City Summer League on the main plaza outside Vivint Smart Home Arena. And, uh, Gordon, look what the uh, the wind blew over our way. Yeah, 15-time Utah Sports Writer of the Year, Dirk uh, Facer, joins us. Is it up to 15 now, Dirk? Something it's like that. I know it's in double digits. <laughs> no big deal. After that, you stop counting. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> run out of fingers. He uses them for door stops, you know. <laughs> exactly. and not, you know. Running out of fingers. Hey, those sit on the mantle proudly. I don't win a lot of things. So. <laughs> of course, he writes for the Deseret News, dropping by. Are you covering Summer League today? You know, I'm just here... Uh, Checking things out a little bit. I like it. But uh, football starts obviously the end of this month, and because we'll be down in LA before we know it. I saw a couple of uh, people tweeting out that between the Jazz and the Utes and the football expectations oh coming gosh. up, that it's a good time to be a fan <laughs> around here. Huh? It is. Hopefully, that'll uh, keep the hits coming on the old internet with the stories. But uh, boy, do you is. think it? Do you think it will sustain itself based on what you uh, as you evaluate both the Jazz and the Utes? You know, the Jazz. It's hard to tell. I don't follow the game closely enough, but everybody nationally seems to think the Jazz are on the right path, and those are some good moves. Football wise, um, I. Maybe pump the brakes just a little bit because I think Utah does have a lot of holes to fill. Obviously, you look at that train wreck that the Pac-12 South is, and you think, boy, they've got a real good chance of winning the division again, and that's true. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of question marks going into the season, so I, I'd say temper that just a little bit, but it is an exciting time to be a sports fan in Utah. Yeah. What's the hole that uh, gives you the, the most concern about the football team? You know, one of the ones that maybe gets overlooked a little bit is, are the specialists. You know, to get a right. punter and a kicker, those were valuable weapons the Utes had, obviously. Uh, the offensive line, there's some changes there, obviously. Uh, you've got a quarterback, wide receiver, running back, all coming off of injuries coming back. There's some uh, depth issues at safety, and uh, there's just a few question marks. It's not a sure thing, but the train wreck that USC and UCLA and uh, Arizona Arizona State rebuilding seems to set the table for Utah. Don't to do leave well. Colorado out of that. And not forget the buffs, yes. I'll tell you, though, I, I am impressed by the, the talent that's stackpiled in that Utah football program now. And I think right. Kyle deserves a lot of credit for that because the things that were hurting the Utes early on in their time in the Pac 12 seem like depth. You know, and it seems like that Kyle has brought in guys and convinced guys, and they're athletes in this program now. And that. That breeds confidence, I think, when you've got those kinds of guys. Right. You know, and you work down in Pac-12 country, in the heart of it, and that, and depth has fueled USC for years, and obviously UCLA's had some good teams. Utah has that, and they're going to need it because you even look at position like linebacker last year, you know, losing Chase Hansen and Cody Barton. They need depth, and obviously Manny Bowen coming from Penn mm-hmm. State didn't hurt with that depth situation. But, boy, it's just like the defensive line at Utah. It just reloads oh, yeah. whenever they need it. And so mm-hmm. I agree with you, and I think that's one of the reasons that they're probably going to be able to sustain being a contender from this point on and not fall into a Colorado thing where you're good one year and right. bad the next. Dirk Facer with us of the Deseret News. Switching gears a little bit, uh, Gordon and I were talking uh, earlier in the show about Kyle Kuzma. He's the, he's the one guy that played well enough that LeBron wanted to keep. Right. Uh, are you are you surprised at his success in the NBA? 
I think you have to say you are anybody really is. I mean, he showed potential at Utah to be good, but did anyone think he'd be good enough for LeBron would want him right. to be on the team and then to be such a media darling as he is in Los Angeles? You know, he's very well liked. You know, Larry Kostowiak talks about how his shot seemed to be suited for the NBA because, you know, he pull up the trajectory of the shot from the college three-point line compared to the NBA seems to be better suited the latter, you know, for uh, Kuzma because uh, he seemed to just step right in and not miss a beat at the NBA level. In fact, he's probably a better player, obviously, as maybe as a rookie as he was uh, in the NBA level as he was playing college ball. Did you did, – were there times when you watched him play for the Utes where that realization really came to you in a way that was uh, was, was profound? Probably more – it's more of a confidence thing because uh-huh. Kyle Kuzma has always believed in his ability. He's always right. he's mentioned that, and you know, I remember talking to him when he decided to give up his final year of eligibility and go to the NBA. You know, he he was confident and ready, and he thought he could make it. And uh, you know, lo and behold, you know, he ends up with the Lakers and, and does some good things. So I, his confidence makes you think otherwise. But I don't think anyone who watched his uh, play at the University of Utah maybe would have guessed he'd be as this successful at the I, NBA level. I, I know you were busy covering the Utes when Damian Lillard was at Weber State, but I know you had opportunities to to witness what he was doing at the college level. Right. How about his success? I mean, he just signed a Supermax contract. He's doing all right, isn't he? What was it? The, the total, I think, came to $257 million or something. Dirk, I think you might have been nicer to him back then. I wish I known. had. You know, <laughs> I actually remember a game, uh, you know, he stuck it to the youths uh, his senior year. Utah went up to Ogden and uh, ran into Dame. And, uh, you know, he's. I think you got to be happy for him considering the background he came from and and, but the money is just insane in the NBA right, right now, isn't it? It makes me wish I had decided to be taller, skinnier, and better at basketball because it certainly pays better than the newspaper game. Yeah, why didn't we all make that decision? Yeah, guys, right? what are we doing what here sitting in the tent out in the hot sun, you know? <laughs> hey, we're, we've at least got a little shade under the yeah, building. you got a little shade. The, the show's, fans cooking here. The, the shows earlier today were over at the, on the blacktop at the oh. three-on-three parking lot. So we're, Gordon and I are actually feeling quite uh, fortunate. We're going to have some nice sunburns in the morning. Yeah, yeah, especially, you know, guys uh, like Scotty and Hans who are a little bit, oh, and let's throw Austin into that mix, who are a little bit, uh, shall we say, on the paler, balder side. So, <laughs> you know. I can relate. Right, exactly. It I makes, graduated to paler. <laughs> uh, one, no such thing. One quick thing for me about the the U basketball program up there: how much of a make it make it or break it year is it for Larry, or is his buyout going to protect him from from whatever? I think the buyout will protect him. I think the current state of affairs in college basketball will also make things more interesting. You know, it's almost like teams have been doing things a certain way for the last couple of years. You like to think maybe Utah's been doing it the right way. And that that'll eventually pay off. But right now, uh, college basketball is kind of a mess. A little bit. So, Dirk, uh, what else have you been up to? Just goofing. Uh, What's the summer like for you? You know, we uh, I took the tribe to Hawaii a few weeks ago. Oh, very nice. And they got me up on the zip line, and I'm still paying the price for that. <laughs> too old. I don't know if you guys have been on that big one in Oahu that has seven different towers and Every one of them, I kept saying, is this the last one? <laughs> no, no, Chubby, there's two more. You know, so they kept me going, but it, it was nice. And now I'm just uh, basking in the glow of uh, a summer in Centerville. So. Oh, here it is. It's uh, near the beginning of July now, and uh, 
guess what? Camp's not that far off. No, at the end of the month, and we've got our trip to Hollywood for Pac-12 Media Days coming up in about three weeks, and uh, it gets going, and we'll all be hanging out at practice from time to time. And I'll tell you that Jake and I were down for BYU's Football Media Day, and Dirk, uh, those BYU players, uh, let's just say that Utah opener uh, was mentioned more than once. They're focused on it. They are now, who do they open against? Oh, Utah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. I think there's going to be a ton of buildup, obviously. The first game tends to do that. And, you know, at least they're not playing Idaho State or somebody. <laughs> there's some interest there. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun down there in Provo. Well, Dirk, it's always fun to have you on the show. I love it that uh, impromptu, it. you're dropping by and saying hi. That's, That's great. That's what I do to get on. I find out where you're at. I <laughs> hit most of your remotes, and they stand in the background waiting for an invitation. <laughs> then we give out free shirts and hats and stuff, exactly. and you're right there hey, in Look, line. I've been scoring stuff and walking around. They hand me stuff here. So now, this is a fun place to come down, guys. And uh, you're good guys to sit out here in the elements, even though you do have a little shade uh, it's nice and air-conditioned about 10 feet away from you. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to see you, dude. Thanks for dropping by. Thanks for having me. Thanks. All right, there you go, Dirk Facer, Deseret News. We'll have more of the Big Show live from Summer League coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. between the circles. Conley fires a straightaway three. Foul called! Bring it up! Put three on the board! Oh, a four-point play could happen right now as Mike Conley with 34-6 for seven from long range tonight. Off the front of the rim, got his own rebound at the foul line. Here's Bogdanovich! Got his own rebound right out near the foul line and then delivered it to Bogdanovich, who has scored 31 points. O'Neal. Oh, and Davis, a major rejection. Davis denial. He tracked Royce O'Neal the entire way. Welcome on back. Big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us a part of your day. We're live from the Salt Lake City Summer League right out here on the main plaza, Vivint Smart Home Arena. All right, now we're, we're looking at some people who are hanging out, listening to the show. And uh, I'm going to say this. First person to give my man Talon right here a high five. We've got three free tickets for the Summer League for you. There you go. Already gone. Way to go, guys. Way to be quick on it. Enjoy uh, enjoy the game. Have you even got the, the posters all ready to go, Gordon? Look at this. Yeah, they deserve People them. are excited. Here, open those up. Let me see. Let, let's get a look. Oh, they had to rip it up, huh? Because oh. it was too big? Was it too big? Ah, oh, I see. Let's see if you can oh, put it see. all together. We're getting everybody together. Here, I'm going gonna, gonna to get a picture for the, for the Twitter here. All right. Okay, everybody... Uh, we ready? All right, everybody smile. Ready? One, two, three. Very nice. Says, we drove 2,050 miles to see you. Go, Jazz. I'm trying to follow in your footsteps, but first I need your shoes. <laughs> nice. Go, Jazz. Go, Jazz. All right. Uh, well done, guys. Enjoy the game. Thanks for coming out. Uh, absolutely awesome to see you. That's cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's that's uh, that's sweet. People get into this. We were talking to somebody who drove all the way here from uh, southeastern Nevada earlier yeah. in the show just to Excited come up to and participate. Here. Yeah, man, I'll tell you, you need a degree in calculus to put that sign together, don't you? You do. They got you it all this, in a row, though. Yeah, they got it all worked out. Quick. Yeah, no doubt about it. So there you go. Come on out to Summer League. Tonight's game you'll be able to hear on the Zone Radio Network, in fact, tomorrow and Wednesday as well. Uh, but uh, we talked to Jonathan Reinhardt earlier today. $9 gets you in to see both sessions, and you get to come see these, uh, these young players um, kind of develop, hone their games, and try to make a roster. And it's a relaxed atmosphere. You know, you get to go in and spread out a little bit and uh, enjoy the, uh, the summer kind of attitude. Uh, you heard Austin uh, play the, the highlights and everything coming in, Gordon. And we've talked about uh, Bojan Bogdanovic a lot today, of course. And, uh, and Say it five times fast, Jake. I'm not doing I did that earlier and, and knocked it, it out so of the well. park. Why do I need to do it again? Are impressed. you just trying to, uh, to humiliate me? No, not at all. You want to give it a stab? No. <laughs> I want to know what we... Gordon thinks of my nickname, though, real quick. I don't know if you guys heard that. No, I did hear that. It? Well, see, uh, uh, Austin's adding to the root of it, and he's putting it all together. Uh, go ahead, Austin. Uh, go Bogdanovichingsley. Okay. Um, it's the starting lineup. Go Bogdanovichingsley. Uh, I don't think again. I can say that again. Yeah. yeah. Go Bogdanovichingsley. It's easy. I don't know if I would say easy there, uh, Austin. I it's think moderate. I would say easy is not the word. Maybe stupid. Oh, geez. Now you're just being insulting? That's I'm not very kidding. nice. I'm kidding. It's a joke. That's what guys do. We so uh, I'm out other. Friday. Good luck finding a co-host that's not <laughs> stupid. Yeah, right. You're, you're insulting no, somebody no. who's going to be sitting in for me on Friday. Yeah, but my nicknames are stupid, too. Oh, so now being self-deprecating makes it uh, makes it okay. You're stupid, but hey, I'm stupid. So hey, it's okay. Everybody's stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's not very. I was nice. taught stupid's a swear word. Uh-huh. It hurts. Uh, Gordon, we've had a chance to talk to uh, Ryan Miller, Steve Kyler, Dirk Facer. Uh, get uh, get all of their thoughts. Couldn't get specific thoughts from Jonathan Reinhardt because of the league rules. But uh, we talked to all those guys, and they seem to agree with us, uh, Gordon, that the, that. You know, Bojan to go along with, with Connolly and uh, and Davis as well uh, signing yesterday. Just really a great fit for what the Jazz are trying to do. No doubt about it. I think the Jazz are a contender for a title. And I haven't been able to really say that with any kind of real force in a long, long time. It's been 20 years. And, uh, Austin, I really am, all in all seriousness, I'm curious to know your take on the jazz moves over, you know, since the Conley deal and then what happened yesterday. How, do you feel the same way? Uh, well, to, to make it simple, because you know, I don't want to sound stupid or anything, but uh, I saw someone tweet out a very simple reaction. I think it's very apt. Uh, imagine all the threes that Jay Crowder and Ricky Rubio weren't as good at shooting last season, to put it kindly, and now replace those guys with... Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich, and I think that's all you need to know. A lot of points are going to be scored this season that went wanting last season, and that is good news all the way around. And do you think the defense has been compromised the way Jake might have been hinting at a smidgen, or do you think, nah, not going to happen? I think it has been. A compromise sounds so, uh, like, uh, heavy-weighted. It has changed. It has, uh, it'll be a different look, and it'll be tweaked. 
But the when you have Rudy Gobert, and he's still going to be as large, if not bigger, a chunk of that team's uh, uh, going about their business next season and going forward, the defense is never going to suffer. It's never going to be bad. They might go from being the very first team defense in all the league to maybe second, third. It's not going to be a huge dip that makes them lose so many games that they're going to regret doing this. Yeah, I think that the, I think uh, Jazz fans are excited about the moves. I think most people nationally who have examined it, so-called basketball experts, they see this as a as a large step forward for the Utah Jazz. And more than any of that, I think the Jazz players are stoked. Yeah, they didn't want to say goodbye to Derek Favors. We get that, man. He was a good teammate. He was a good friend. He was a good player, but. The Jazz are much better now than they were a few days, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and so I think that has re-energized guys like uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Donovan, Rudy, um, uh, let's see. Joe Ingles, I know, said some really nice things about Derek on the way out on uh, on Twitter. I know Donovan also said some really nice things about Ricky Rubio, who ended up in in Phoenix, which yeah, was fifty one uh, million. Nice for him. A little bit of a surprise, Phoenix. Uh, we had heard a lot about uh, the Pacers. Um, but Phoenix has been desperate for a point guard for years now, so I'm sure he's going to find some. He's going to go to that team, and they're going to embrace him with open arms. And he was a, a great member of the community as well. And anytime there, there's change, I know people get a little nostalgic about uh, people that are on their way out. But it, it appears that Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck have found some pieces that really scratch the Jazz exactly where they itch. And the, and Favors is on his way to New Orleans, which will be a nice. That's a great a fit nice for him, fit by for the him. way. How Neto has been uh, released. He was waived. The Jazz made that official uh, a couple hours ago. I don't, where do, you, do you think they'll find a spot somewhere in the Yes, league? I do. I think he, he's he's good enough that he can be a reserve guard for a team out there. I just, I'm, I'm wishing health for that yeah, guy. He's he needs a great, to stay healthy. gutty little player who tries hard, and uh, it was unfortunate for him last year that he did get injured right around the time that opportunity knocked. A gutty little player? That's condescending. Uh. Well, only if you take it literally. I mean, what do you mean take it literally? Like, well, first of all, I don't mean little in 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 ability. I mean little in stature, diminutive. But I mean, like, if you were to say, uh, you know, that about a a, a team, like, um, oh, that Utah State, they're a they're a gutty little team. <laughs> you understand how that how that sounds. Well, what would be the appropriate way to describe Hal Neto? He's a good player. I'm really going to miss Bowler being able to say nothing but Neto. Well, you're going to have to come up with something else. In fact, I can't wait to hear what you come up for Bojan Bogdanovic. Oh, it'll be it'll be a good one. Uh huh. I've already been cooking it up. Well, there there's a there's a Vich in there, so you know you've got <laughs> done of a Mitch. Stupid. What are you going to come Stupid. up for uh, Bogdanovic? Uh, I can't reveal it yet, but it will be uh, revealed shortly. Okay, and you'll you'll license Bowler to be able to use it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We might have to come up with some catchphrases or some nicknames this year. We might need to break that back out. Yeah, we'll get it. Uh, yeah, as long as it's not fresh boy, oh boy, boy on, we're all right. <laughs> you can uh, do better than that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Big show. We're live from Salt Lake City Summer League. We're out here in front of Vivint Smart Home Arena. Uh, people um, have been filing in, going to game number one. I'm sure the, the crowd's going to even grow bigger for the Jazz. Uh, the three-on-three tournament. I, I'm trying to see over there, Gordon. I think they're doing some of the finals over there in the tournament. 
So uh, it's been a it's been a big successful day. Yeah, eventful day, and Jazz fans are loading into the arena as we speak, ready to see uh, the summer league entry. Go at it. All right, I got this tweet real quick. He says, hey, Jake, I'm listening to the big show, so you give me a shout-out. Gary Burke said he's inside watching the Spurs. Oh, no, no, he's watching it on NBA TV, the Spurs-Cavs, and he gave us an update. The halftime score, 45-44. to Shout-out to Gary. See, good competitive stuff going on. Oh, there. and shout-out to our friend Gary, Gary Swanson, yeah. who's uh, involved with uh, the Summer League. He's, uh, he used to work here at The Zone. He's, uh, he's a great artist, and uh, he's doing some live painting here at the Summer League. How about that? I still have a uh, a rendering that he drew of you and me yep. when we were on remote uh, doing a show, and uh, you've seen that. It was it was it was awesome. A, I should uh, I should somehow make a copy of that and get it to you. I have several Gary Swanson originals at uh, my house that you actually purchased, uh, indeed. But I would love if you could get a copy of that. I'd put it right up. That's a great picture. All right, I'll see what I can. He do. did a mural for my daughter. Did he really? Uh huh. Great guy. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, Silent Swan Art. Check it out. Our friend uh, Gary Swanson. All right, we'll have more next on the Big Show, ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty of the Zone. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, we want to say a big thanks, Gordon, uh, to uh, Jonathan Reinhardt and the gang running the Summer League down here. They are doing a terrific job, and it's been fun to be a part of it. Oh, yeah, man. This is uh, perfect weather outside, a, a feeling of excitement in the air with what's going on with the Jazz. and get to watch a little... Uh a little basketball uh, all uh, as a part of it. And we get to talk with guys like Ryan Miller and Eric Woodyard and uh, and Dirk Facer. And Steve Kyler. Don't leave Steve out of Steve, it. Steve, yeah. Although he wasn't here in person. Yeah. Uh, in fact, coming up next, the Jazz Grizzlies. You'll be able to hear all the action right here on the Zone Radio Network. So stay tuned. Uh, Bowler's going to have all the action for you. So it'll be fun hearing Bowler on the radio airwaves, right? Buckle up. Buckle up indeed. Gordo, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm uh, getting out of town tomorrow for the rest of the week. We're going to have uh, Hans fill in. Britain's going to do a day. Austin is going to fill in for uh, for me on Friday. So uh, hold down the fort, would you? Yeah, happy 4th of July to you. Right back Enjoy at you. your vacation, and we'll try not to wreck everything here while oh, you're gone. Oh, man, it's going to be awesome. In fact, <laughs> I'm going to have to tune in from the road because <laughs> there's three different co-hosts coming in, and I, I'm assuming with all three it's going to be fireworks, you especially imagine, Austin you, on Friday. You imagine uh, there might be an insult or two hurled your way? Uh, yeah, the mm, whole time. Okay. So, you know, I've got my spies around here, too, just like you do, just well, so you know. Uh, I mean, from what I hear, when I'm gone, you got it coming. We're nothing but nice to you. When uh-huh. you're gone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Uh, have fun, Gordo. I'll talk to you next week. All right, Jake. Take care. All right. We'll talk to you on the big show coming up tomorrow, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.